0: the boiler breakdown podcast is brought to you by mad mushroom home of the original cheese sticks proudly serving Purdue's campus mad mushroom offers boilermakers amazing pizza cheese sticks wings grinders and so much more next time you visit tell them boiler breakdown sent you for five dollars off any order over twenty dollars mad mushroom feed your head The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webbs Family Pharmacy. Webbs Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webbs is happy to announce they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webbs Family Pharmacy. The professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Meld today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind.
1: This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Painter understands. Oh! Anybody! John
0: baptizing
2: the masses! Trying
1: to save it. Jump ball here. It kept in play by
2: Edwards. What a great number. Take it numbers. Edwards. Oh! It in. oh. oh. The Boilers never walked there. They walked in.
0: Carson Edwards. Oh! oh my good hammer time! Bring it down! The big,
2: big curly
0: Boilers take the lead by four.
2: Shot clock down to nine. Clyde can't dribble himself free. He's gonna have to take a long one. Clyde, step back. Three for the tie. Oh! He's done it again!
0: And thank you to Carson Edwards, Boston Celtics guard, like always, for the introduction to another episode of the Boiler Breakdown. I'm Tanner Lee, along with Andrew Eiler and Evan Webb. We're here for a quick, action-packed episode tonight. We'll be recapping the Boilers' eighty uh, to seventy-two grinded-out victory <laughs> over Penn State. very ugly basketball at times, but we'll get into that. Uh, Purdue finally has a new defensive coordinator. Finally. Well, that uh, they hired Brad Lambert, a former defense coordinator at Marshall, and then we'll talk about the legendary, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Drew Brees, in what looked like his finale of his career last night. Um, uh, first thing, let's get right into hoops, boys. Um, uh, good week for the Boilers last week,
1: yeah, say so. I mean, three no. Uh, technically, three, technically,
0: now oh. yeah, technically three and zero, oh, three straight wins. Um, they're rolling right now. It's fun to see these young guys mature and get better and better.
1: Yeah, they're growing up right before our eyes. Um, they, I think you're, we're starting to see some consistency, especially from the guys like Newman and Gillis, and even someone like Ivy, who's been playing better and better the more minutes he gets. Um, yes, you know, I mean Edie's still he's definitely the the project that we thought he was going to be. Obviously, he's a little. Not sure if "fool's gold" is the right terminology for the first part of the year, but I think we're starting to see kind of what probably a lot of people expected out of him.
2: I mean, Edie's done pretty well. It's just yeah. it's it's as hard going into the Big Ten as a freshman yeah. big guy, let alone money he's played for three and a half years paying basketball <laughs> now, going against getting beat up every night.
0: Sure, I was telling my um, parents yesterday. I think um, I think Ivy's got the ceiling out of all the freshmen oh yeah but i, I think a majority of them are going to be very good i think ivy depending how many years he stays and i know that's crazy to say but i could see him getting good enough that he jumps early um assuming he and newman stay four years they're going to be on the career scoring list top 10 yeah i
2: think well i mean because Newman's technically a freshman and yep and he's averaging well actually i mean He's a free year, so he could be a freshman again next year if he really Correct. wanted to. <laughs> Correct. Um, I mean, he's averaging 10 points a game as a freshman. I mean, not many people do that, so he could average double digits for theoretically five years if he yeah. wants to.
0: Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it was nice of the IU star, I mean, I mean the indie star <laughs> um, today to reference uh, Mason Gillis and Brandon Newman a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. – say they're the leaders of this young group. It was nice to wow. see Brandon Newman get recognition for his play this week, Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Trayvon Williams, Big Ten Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. Man, he's uh, – I mean, I'm not trying to get away from the freshman conversation too much, but Trey's really taken over as the leader of this team, and mm-hmm. he's getting consistent. That's what I like to see. Yeah. Ten straight games at 10-plus points. Well, last year we'd see him go off for 30 against – or, you know, 36 yeah. it was against Michigan. And then he'd have, like, the next three games, 20 points combined. The right. next three games. It's it's yeah. nice to see him getting consistent.
2: Some of those moves, uh, I don't know. There was one where he, he had it on the block or high up on the block and he took his time and he just beat a guy, he just beat him off the dribble and like like three dribbles and was past him underneath, and then it had a contested layup, and it was just like yeah. Well, there was one here he was like
1: double in the post. I thought he was gonna throw it out, and then he just went like did a little reverse and just went on the other side of the rim. And and it's he's athletic for a big I mean I I saw, I think he posted on his Instagram. I think it was that where he posted a picture. I think that when he first got to campus or probably around that time when he was, you know, 300 plus pounds. Now he's at like 253 or something like that. I mean, it's just crazy what he's done with his body. And I mean, the hard work's definitely paying off mm-hmm. for him. Um, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, it just kind of sucks that he's in the league with Kofi Cobra and Luka Garza, Trace Jackson Davis, and like, because he could probably, I mean, he's right now playing like a first team All Big 10 player. And there's no way he's going to make it um, just because of the talent that the, that the league already has, uh, you know, down the post. But I mean, cause of him, I mean, he's, like he said, he's become a leader. You saw that a lot. I think at the, during the IU game, he's more of a vocal leader at that point. Um, he was kind of, you know, when I think Ivy had a bad pass or something. He kind of, you know, walked with him down the court and he's done some other things. I think it's just really cool to see Kim kind of grow up Um both you know, just in general, but also as a leader, as a team, because I think that was something we definitely lacked last year as a team, even though we had some older guys just not have the leadership that we probably wanted. And uh, I think it's nice to see guys like Trey and Eric really step into that role and really embrace it.
0: Absolutely. The one thing I wish he could approve on is his free throw shooting.
1: Yeah. yeah. it's like he, He's definitely spot. I mean, like Michigan State, he was awesome. And then the other day or yesterday, he was not good. It
0: seems like every time he misses, it's short every yeah. single time. Um, it seems like his legs just don't get into it, but it's just scary towards the end of the game. It's like, yeah, you know, we, I almost don't want us to have him out there, but you have to, yeah. He's our best player. And he's one of the smartest guys with the ball in his hands.
1: Yeah. it's like, especially when a team's pressing, it's like, just get him, you know, 90 feet away from the wall at that point, just because yeah. it, I'd rather have them foul anybody else right now. I mean, as much as he is our best player, it's, it, you know, hopefully he can, can improve on.
0: I'm glad you brought the press because we saw Penn State get aggressive. And Penn State's one of the most aggressive, if not the most aggressive team in the Big Ten. I mean, they played
1: football out there at, at times, it felt like.
0: Yeah, your your tweet was awesome yesterday about <laughs> a great form of tackling. It, it, if, if you guys follow uh, the Boiler Breakdown on Twitter, and if you don't, you should. It's at Boiler Break Pod, both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but Evan's been taking over for the in-game tweeting the last handful of weeks. Doing an excellent job. He's funny. He's creative with it. And our, our fellowship's going way up the last few weeks of numbers. So it's all yours from now on. I yeah. hate to say my friend. But, uh, no, I I got a good kick out of going through them yesterday after the game and reading some of them. But uh, um, they, they pressed hard. They were really bothering us, some of our veteran uh-huh. guards. But I'm thinking in my head, we we're so deep. I would like maybe to switch up the lineup a little bit when the mm-hmm. press comes. You know, I think Ivy's aggressive with the ball. I think he could break it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan Morton's one of our, I think, smarter guys with the ball. He's one of our better yeah. passers. Um, maybe we see some different lineups come in from now on when, when the, it gets late in the game with the press.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely it's. – I'm having flashbacks to what, like probably 2014, 2015 when we just couldn't – I guess I mean, probably 2015-2016 team that we just couldn't beat a press to save our life, it felt like. Um, I think Ivy's the perfect person, perfect player to beat a press just because he's super aggressive. It just, I mean, for whatever reason, I hate our inbounding when it comes to the press just because I feel like we yep. always throw in a corner and I mean, it's something you learn in elementary school is talking the ball.
0: <laughs> I told my dad yesterday. Come on, Isaiah. I've won that in fourth grade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, two extra defenders with the baseline and the sideline there. It's it's frustrating, two. but I mean it's I mean it's also it's, the, what, they're they're
2: it's, it's what the defense is designed. Right, yeah. designed de- to push you into
1: the corner. They're playing very good defense. They have scholarship yeah. players too. They practice that. So it's when yeah. I mean, you take what the defense gives you, I guess, but yeah it's a little frustrating but it is what it is. I mean yeah, yeah
0: it was an ugly basketball game i mean but for as bad as purdue shot the ball he still scored 80 points back- to- back games
1: we were like 0-4-3. unbelievable well, because purdue bad. shot
2: because <laughs> purdue shot 25 free throws or 30 yeah. free throws or something uh that that was that was one of the more frustrating because purdue was getting so many good looks mm-hmm. and just didn't hit anything yeah like it felt like a game that yeah purdue was up by six or seven but it should have been 20. Mm-hmm. Just Which because I guess, they missed so many threes, they started guess, off like over fourteen. Yeah, yeah.
1: something. I mean, there was like at one point both teams were I think we combined almost over thirty from 0 for, three. It, it yeah. was dumb. But I mean, I guess it. it I guess it's kind of a positive. I guess because we, we were we were getting open looks, and it's, I mean, it's you take this. I mean, I guess I don't think Painter would be all that mad with some of the shots we we're getting. They just weren't falling. That's going to happen. But thank God they started falling in the second half because that could have been because Penn State late in the first half, was starting to hit, especially for mid-range for a reason, taking a foot, taking a step inside the three-point line. All of a sudden, they were hitting everything.
2: And then all the offensive
1: rebounds. God. Yeah. comment right.
0: here on Twitter, Caleb Gerald. Uh, did you see Ivy out there 10 minutes after the game out there shooting? Mm-hmm. Did see Brian Newbert, a Golden Black post that, and that was one of his most popular tweets. I think he had like over 800 likes at one time. And love seeing guys put in the work. Uh, especially after a game like that, especially for a true freshman.
1: I mean, I, I think even, I think I think Brian's mentioned too. Even last year, you know, there'd be games where you know Brandon and Gillis didn't even play a game, and they would be out there immediately after the game getting up shots. Which I think it's paying off for him. That's another person we haven't really talked about is Gillis. I mean, he is an absolute stud. Um, you know, he's not never probably not going to fill it up point wise, but he just does everything else. He hustles. He's a great perimeter rebounder. Um like when, when you get balls kind of launching off the rim. Um he's I, I think he's more
0: talented than Grady Eifert.
1: Yeah, he de- plays yeah, yeah, so yeah. hard. Yeah, even but he's de- definitely Grady Eifert esque. And I think Painters even kind of alluded to that. And you know, you should always talk about how everyone wants to be Carson Edwards, but no one wants to be Grady Eifert, but Grady Eifert won us a lot of games, uh, especially yeah. his senior year. And,
2: and there's a lot more people who can be Grady Eifert than Carson mm-hmm. Edwards. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's yep. the big thing. And but yeah, he, he's definitely earned his starting spot, and I don't see him losing it. He may not lose it until someone like First or Kaufman takes it. But right you know, it's, it's going right to be a battle wrong. to take that from him because he is – I mean, I also like about him, especially him and Newman and Ivy too, is they just bring an attitude to this team that we didn't mm-hmm. have last year, just kind of a little you know, swagger to them. Um, it's just something that we definitely needed last year, and it's good that they're out on the court.
0: Yeah, I think Gillis will go down by the time he leaves Purdue as one of the fan favorites. I, I really, I really think that. So I, yeah. I, that's what's exciting. A lot of these guys are, they're so easy to cheer for. They're so yeah. likable. Um, so, I think you could
2: uh, tell that Painter really likes this team too. I mean, in those uh, interviews, if he, I think we shared the Raphael Davis one and then he was on Dockich after the IU game the next day. I don't remember which one he said it in, but he talked about how this entire team just wants to get better, which seems like he kept hounding on the team last year.
1: Mm-hmm. Of just mm-hmm.
2: that is like oh how many how many people how many shots did you guys get up over the summer like how many right. how many hours were you guys in the gym mm-hmm. like you were you guys working like Carson and that's yeah. like, you heard that so many times I felt like last year mm-hmm. and this year he's talked about uh, everybody's watching film everybody's practicing like Ivy Uh somebody else was out there with Ivy I thought or someone mentioned that someone came out I forget who it was came so out with them remember. at some point I don't remember it was I don't I I forget it was Newman or Gillis or somebody I don't know.
0: Fat Mooney with a comment on Facebook. Their attitude says they actually want to be on the floor. 100 correct. I think mm-hmm. the past few years, there's some people we couldn't have said that about. But mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think I think Matt, I think I think you're right, Andrew. I think Matt likes his team a lot, likes their work ethic, and I think he likes the uh, the two upcoming recruiting classes too. Even though they're not to campus yet, I think he kind of sees that in these kids as well. And boy, uh, three of them, at least the three from the state of Indiana, they're having great years so far. It's yeah. just really hard not to get really really excited about it. Mean, you're potentially sure.
1: looking at three state championship teams because they're all different classes. You got Homestead with 4A with Lawyer, which that team is that team's going to be hard to beat right from
2: undefeated and
1: yeah, I mean you got you got two division 1, one who's going to play in division 1 next year with Luke Luke Goody, who's going to Illinois, who's a really good shooter. You got Lawyer, who's a, just an absolute flamethrower from deep. Um, Blackhawk Christian, I think they're are they 1A, 2A? I think
2: they're 2A. 2A, I think.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, and then, obviously, Silver Creek with 3A with, with Kaufman, who's just – I mean, they haven't lost since he came back from injury. So, And he's always like – he's like 35, 15, and 8 or something. Yeah. Like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a battle between him and first for uh, Mr. Basketball. I mean, uh, I think we can safely say Indiana's – Indiana University is not going to get Mr. Basketball because they only have a commit from the state of Indiana right now, so –
1: yeah, I saw a joke as last second. Um, their commit, the commit. I think he lives oh, yeah. in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, he's gonna his family's gonna move to Batesville. <laughs> last second, he's gonna, he's gonna get the the award.
0: Uh, but uh, it, it's just it's exciting to look what in the future. Of Purdue basketball, but um in the future for Purdue basketball tomorrow night, traveled to Columbus to play a red hot Ohio State team. Mm-hmm. So the team Purdue took down the first time they met, but that was back in December. EJ Liddell. Probably high State's best player, at least their best scorer, was out that game. But they did have C.J. Walker. This time he must have had too much sauce, so he's not going to be playing tomorrow Still night. But, but I think Liddell's bigger for them anyways than Walker. Yeah, uh, It's going to be a tough one for the Boilers tomorrow night. I don't know what the spread is on the game, but this is a venue. Yeah, it's not – is it 4.00 dogs for Purdue? That,
2: that is what I saw, right? Yeah, plus four.
0: This is not a venue that's been kind of Purdue in the past.
1: Discount kind of furniture arena?
0: Yeah,
2: Value
1: mm-hmm. City, yep. Yeah, I'm seeing dog. Yeah, they're a good team when I mean, they took down – well, they took down Illinois.
2: Yep. Oh, right and, and Towns is – did he ever, I don't know if he was even played yet, but it's he not pretty played yet. Yeah, so oh. he's playing. Yep. So, yeah, so they're, they're, different, uh,
0: they're a different yeah. team than they were in December.
1: Yeah. It's a but they're
0: playing better than they were in December.
2: So. Yep. Oh,
1: yeah. And then that was Ivy's first game back, so he was just kind of getting the swing of things. I mean, that was – uh, what Hunter's only a few games back for Hunter, I think, at that point, so I think this team's definitely gelling a lot more and Painter's starting to figure out his lineups and what he wants to do, um, which is another thing, too, is like, there's so many guys that we like on this team and that we want to see on the court. It's It kind of sucks because some of them just aren't getting playing time, but yeah. man, it is what it is. It's, yeah. it's part of the game. You only play five guys at a time. Um, yeah. But yeah, tomorrow's going to be tough. I'm not, I, I don't feel good about it, um, but there's no shame in losing to a good team like that
0: you know having two great chances to get ranked wins over really good opponents at ohio mm-hmm. state tomorrow michigan at home on friday the only matchup with michigan um and we're, we're, we're already done with quite a few teams um mm-hmm. after tomorrow night we'll only have four road games remaining seven home games so getting road games out
1: and being a young team the fact that we came and we started five and three like this you know it's I think we've definitely earned some wiggle room for, you know, if, if we slip up against, you know, if we, if we go on a little two-game skid here. But we've got some good wins uh, so far.
2: I can't see Purdue. I, Purdue going 0-2 in the next two games between uh, at Ohio State and then home against number seven, Michigan. I don't think that's anything that's going to be like, oh, boy. this No.
1: Yeah. Real. I think you definitely allowed – because we've, you know, won at Michigan State, won at Indiana. You know, I think those are definitely two wins that, you know, could have been, you know, probably coin flip start of the year that, in fact, that we, they went in our fair. I think that we've definitely earned some. You know, we can afford some, a few more losses than if we had, left, we had lost those.
2: Hopefully, there's a, a home game against Nebraska rescheduled. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Hopefully. Um, I mean, I would take a one on one split this week and run right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I am worried about, I'm worried about a layoff between Friday and clear to next Saturday of Minnesota because I don't know if that Nebraska game is going to happen. You look in the Big Ten right now, Nebraska's postponed both their games this week.
1: Michigan because State has COVID. I think, like, I think I read somewhere that like eleven that players, players. Eleven players. That's ridiculous.
0: Michigan State's postponed both their games this week already. So
2: it's pretty going to do. Ten, uh, Big
0: Ten might have to reshuffle the whole schedule. So did
2: uh, would would Purdue? Do you think allow? Like, so didn't Maryland play like a D two school last? Yeah, week? you can, you, I mean,
0: you can schedule a non con game. Um, well, the, Notre, Notre Dame was supposed to do that tonight against.
1: I want to say Howard. It's supposed to be Howard, yeah. But I can't that. Yeah, they they pushed it to next year. But that was something that I know that what the gold standard uh little kind of behind the scenes thing that the team's been doing, they even talked about like if th- something gets canceled, they've got two or three teams they could call on a moment's notice and say, "Hey, you know, they call and I say, "Hey, we got we want to play a game Wednesday if the game got canceled tomorrow or something like that." So, yeah, I think the local
2: teams, yeah, kind of like local indie yeah,
1: teams. teams probably that or you know like a, Maybe another, you know, IPF de- or, I guess, pre four Wayne or, I mean, Ball State maybe. I don't know. I don't know what, what the Mac's doing.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting because the Big, the big <laughs> Ten might be back up against Core and have to do something where the – I think Brad Underwood said today, our schedule in a week or two might look completely different than it does now.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just, it, I know we kind of talked about it in the last pod we did. Like, just the whole NCAA as, as a whole, like, with the tournament. So, you look at, like, we mentioned Villanova who hadn't played in – like a month, and it's, mm-hmm. but they're still ranked top five, top ten. It's like, man, what do you do when the the selection committee gets together and you know sees a team that you know has all these you know you know way more losses than the other team, but because these team the team played you know twenty percent less games. So,
0: so what what's your gut feeling this week for two games, two and o, one and one, or oh and two?
1: I. Yeah, go for it. My gut says 0-2. Oh
2: I think 0-2. Oh I think just the team is uh, – they're kind of ahead of schedule, and this is mm-hmm. kind of one that, like, maybe they maybe they split next year. They mm-hmm. get a little more experience, and they're kind of a little further along, but I don't know. I mean, I think Ivy's had some had his really flashes, but, I mean, he's still shooting, like, 20%, I feel like. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like he's due to go, like, four for six from three and just go off for, like, 25 points.
0: Thad Mooney on Facebook says two zero. I like your optimism. I, I like. Yeah. Trivion
2: Williams going to eat Hunter Dickinson's lunch uh, and. <laughs> I'm
0: going to split the difference. I probably should say on two, but I'm going one on one. I think Purdue gets a hard fought loss tomorrow night, but then somehow oh, think, they they get the W over Michigan yeah. Friday night.
1: Okay. I mean, we played them tough last year. I'm, I'm trying to think who all. I mean, we played them tough once. The second one, game was yes, garbage. Yeah. Yes, we played them tough once. I guess of, Trey
0: likes going to get those Michigan schools. I guess Michigan
2: Trey,
1: doesn't have Xavier Simpson anymore, and I feel like
2: oh
0: or yeah.
1: stupid hook shots in the lane. I mean, with the the game at Michigan was when we had Trey's hero game and Isaiah Thompson. That was kind of the emergence of him, where he just yeah. he was our savior for a little bit until Trey yeah. just went off. But
2: I I so you think Michigan
1: good. over Ohio State is? The I
2: do. One.
1: Okay, I do. I would go the opposite. I, I feel like maybe we're a bit, bit better matchup with Ohio State. It also just can be because yeah. we beat them once and I mean I just feel more confident about that game yeah I, I, them in that game. I
0: don't care if there's well let's be honest it's never sold out even when they're number one <laughs> they don't sell the building out because they just don't care but uh, uh, uh yeah I don't know I could be way off but um like you said I'd take I'd take one of two and run I'd be perfectly happy with that this week tough tough week
1: yeah yep what I would take right now is some mad Mush pizza oh man. Uh, I am hungry Awesome, awesome <laughs> segue brought to you by Mad Mushroom uh, Serving Boilermakers since 1993 And sponsored the breakdown podcast uh, Mad Mushroom is located in the heart of West Lafayette As well known as the home of the original cheese stick uh, But whenever we get to visit We like to sit down have a nice cold beer While trying their latest pizza of the month Which is I had it up and then I eggs out of it <laughs> Professional here uh, is the uh, so January pizza of the month is a keto-friendly crustless pizza bowl. It's our traditional pizza sauce with your choice of up to three toppings, covered in mozzarella cheese, and baked together in a bowl. Crustless pizza bowl is available in two sizes and starts at only nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, But next time you're in town, stop by and tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over 20 bucks. And any Boiler Breakdown listener can also use the coupon code BREAK5, that's all caps, B-R-E-A-K, number 5, to claim your discount online at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head.
0: I saw the day on Twitter. Um, What's the grad transfer from Western Kentucky? His name Worf's? Is it Worf's? Tristan offensive lineman not worse that's he plays in the NFL
2: yeah wit
0: wit yeah I was thinking Tristan where's he played in the NFL from (laughs) Iowa um he was asking uh followers what are some places he needs to check out and Mm -hmm. eat and uh Jay Wood who also follows us on Twitter at the boiler breakdown one of his suggestions was mad mushroom pizza and cheese sticks so Absolutely. Did you,
2: give him, did you give him the? Did you give him the boiler break Oh, I should have. That's
0: where well, you
1: were going with this. It's not
0: too late. Uh, I blew it. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll do that after the show. So good thinking. But uh, sticking with football, the uh, long search uh, search that went a week, if not a week and a half to two weeks longer than we I think we thought would uh, for Purdue's next defense coordinator has come to a close. Purdue has hired. Um, Brad Lambert, uh, defense he's going to be the co-defense coordinator and linebackers coach for Purdue. And a lot of people get confused by the co-defense coordinator title. Well, Anthony Poindexter has been the co-defense coordinator title since he's been at Purdue. Mm -hmm. As on the flip side on offense, you got Brian Braum and Jamarcus Shepard have been co-offensive coordinators Mm -hmm. since they've been at Purdue, even though Jeff calls the plays. And it sounds like Jeff's got to be more hands-on with the defense than ever before going into this year
2: does that mean um, he pulls back on offense and gives more to brian or is he just now taking a bigger role in everything
0: i bet he just takes a bigger well, role no, in everything wishful role, thinking if you let but but maybe i don't know it's gonna be interesting i mean this is a retooled staff on defense except and the mm-hmm. point dexter i mean you have mark hagan now a defensive line coach which oh, uh, i'm so excited about the hire everything i read he's a great recruiter you know he was At Purdue, I thought he was only at Purdue from 2000 to 2008. I didn't realize it was from 2000 to 2010. So he was at Purdue a really long time, knows the culture. He's an Indiana guy. He went to Carmel,
1: um, in Indiana. Yeah, played for Bill Mallory.
0: So he knows the high schools, he knows a lot of the coaches. Um, I think he's gonna be a big asset. And then, um, also, I think since we last recorded, uh, the Boilers signed, um, Ron English as their cornerbacks coach. He's a former Eastern Michigan head coach, and he was a defensive assistant for Florida lately. So he's been another guy with head coaching experience, another guy that's a good recruiter. Um, I don't know a ton about Lambert. I do know Memphis – or Memphis – Marshall's defense was really good last year, a lot better Mm -hmm. than I thought. Um, they only averaged, he gave up 13 points per game. I think they had the fourth best rush defense in the nation, the 11th best passing defense. He does run primarily a 3-4 defense, so mm-hmm. similar to Diaco, but hopefully he blitzes a little more.
1: I, I was reading somewhere that he, I think it might have been someone on the message board, says that a lot of times he'll have, sometimes even the end stand up, which we never saw this last year, but sometimes they'll also bring a fourth guy down, whether that's you know a linebacker who starts on the line, then hops, you know, jumps off last minute or last second before the ball snapped or a linebacker who, who comes up to the line last second. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know a whole lot about defensive, you know, schemes. So I'll just let the experts do what they do and have Yeah,
0: uh, I, I did see I, – I watched a couple YouTube videos on him this afternoon. Just quick interviews. He seems like a fun, nice guy. Um, doesn't seem as quirky and weird as Bob Diaco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he, Lambert doesn't have the splash. I guess Diaco is kind of a big name just because he had been at Notre Dame and yeah. Nebraska. So Lambert doesn't have that because he's been at Marshall. He was the head coach at Charlotte, which his record wasn't good there, but people have to understand that was Charlotte. It's like They built the yeah, program. So he fresh. started it. Yeah, he started so, the program. So, I mean, that's pretty tough to win there. It takes a long time, and now they're pretty decent. Um,
2: Sounded so, like also with when he was at Marshall. So Marshall's replacing their head coach and he was the only internal candidate. It sounded like the players really wanted him to get the job. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if the players like him, I mean, he's a little different fit. I mean, if you're coming from where it sounds like Diaco and the coaches or the players, or is it some kind of disconnect. So kind of having a player's coach or someone that clearly relates to his team. Not even just the not even just the defense. I mean, there was an offensive lineman or something like that that they talked about that was lobbying for him. So it's not mm-hmm. even his position group or side of the ball. Um, something to be said for that, I think. And
0: it makes sense the timing now because he came down to he was one of the three finalists for that Marshall head coaching vacancy, didn't get it, and then Purdue announces the hire. So that's mm-hmm. what we're waiting for, waiting to see. It'd be interesting if he got that job. Who Purdue's backup plan was?
2: Yeah, well, I mean. I wonder just who – I don't know if you want to know, actually, because somebody yeah. – where was he on the list three weeks ago? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I yeah.
0: think it's safe to say he probably wasn't candidate A, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I'll I, never know. Um, but his name was getting thrown out there a little bit the past week, week and a half. Um, hey, I. Uh, the more I read about it, the more I like it. But I, I'm easily persuaded – <laughs> when it comes to hires. But one thing I do really like is Hagen and English came on board before the deal was officially done. Mm-hmm. So they must think highly of him. I mean, those are two guys I thought if Purdue was getting them on staff, they would be defense coordinators themselves. Yeah. Not I, I them. was
2: – yeah.
1: I remember yeah, we talked about this. He texted yeah. us the Hagen. You know, whenever they announced it, and we all thought at first it was it, it was the D uh, defensive yeah. coordinator. We're like, oh wait, that, that's his D line coach. Like, okay, that's even better. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think we're really excited about this staff. Um, now I mean, hopefully we can get some you know grad transfer on the defensive side of the ball, more of them that we already have. So that'll yeah, be interesting to see what comes with it.
0: It'll be interesting too. Tomorrow, class will start for the mm-hmm. the next semester at Purdue, and uh, so we should know tomorrow if. For for um, if Neil or Watts are
2: back, yeah, oh yeah, kind of, kind of forgot about those that, and,
0: and the opt outs too. Yeah, so
2: yeah.
0: which yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like Neil's probably not going to come back, which I'm surprised he hadn't announced anything yet because I thought it was kind of foregone conclusion that he's gone. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like Watts might might be coming back.
2: Which yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Right. Yes, we would need the depth in the middle on the yep. defensive line. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So, um, so we should know all that. And in and Robinson, we kind of hinted on that last week. Uh, he ended up going k- to Kentucky. Yep, so back home. Got our got our hopes up falsely again.
2: He's probably going to show up at the University of Lexington in a new Corvette in a week or so. And <laughs> he just had a vacation. That was yeah. that's where he found it in Florida. I think. Yeah.
0: I, I will say at least it wasn't up north with Boat Boy. That
2: was That was, really, an, that was weird. Weird. I did not
1: know <laughs> that at all. <laughs> That was weird. Yeah, the fact that yeah he was saying he wanted to go home is because he's I know he's had his mom is at yeah with COVID. It's like I don't I don't I don't know. I'm okay at geography, but I have no idea how close uh, Minneapolis is compared (laughs) to Lincoln, Nebraska, to wherever. Someone
2: someone posted and it was like Lincoln to Lexington, like 745 miles, and it was like minneapolis to lexington 760 miles or something like they're essentially the same (laughs) yeah i
0: thought thought andrew put it good put it good he's like oh my gosh he might go from bad and frost to even worse
1: worse. yeah like he could
2: he could have hit the two worst coaches in like college football for his career yeah
0: So, uh, so yeah exciting stuff with the staff staff's complete now um Probably be pretty slow football news here going forward until spring ball. Assuming spring ball can happen like normal, I don't know what's going to look like.
1: Well, but they we just announced, might- uh, not college, but I think they just announced that the combine's not even it's- happening, which sucks for someone like Rondale. Uh,
0: it does. Um, my question is will pro
1: days happen? Um, I can't imagine they would. No. I mean,
2: what, um, what did Tyler? I thought. There was something that so Tyler Coyle, the grad transfer who he left, and he played. He just played in some senior bowl. Yes, he did. And there and there was supposed to be a combine or something like that, yeah. or workouts, and they were gonna do something virtual for those players. I think like a workout, but not all there with coaches. Wow. I mean, something taped. I guess I don't know.
0: Thienemann said today in his extra interview on Golden Black that he's training down in Florida and hoping to participate in Produce Pro Day. That's what he mm-hmm. said, but I don't know. Maybe it's some sort of virtual pro day, but yeah, the Combine, like you said, it's going to be virtual, so all questions and testing virtually and no workouts. That could push Rondell
2: to the second round.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... I, Maybe. I you already hired an agent. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was like, wait, he's going to show up at class yeah. tomorrow.
0: <laughs> oh, would that be something?
1: I think <laughs> I remember seeing footage from Marcus Bailey's workout from last year's because he wasn't invited to the combine. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was. So I bet it's going to be just a lot of that. Just these guys going to wherever they're training at and yep. doing the workouts there, which be weird. sucks, but
0: yeah.
2: Hey,
1: really so you mean we can't go hang out down at the circle and
2: just watch for Rondell Moore and followed by his entourage of coaches. Nope. Go, Jerry
1: Jones.
0: <laughs> that was, that was a fun experience. Yeah, a couple years ago when we did that. So, but yeah, it'll probably be slow football news. Uh, maybe we'll get some grad transfers here and there. But if uh, any Purdue football news does come up, we'll be on it here on the Boiler Breakdown on our social media accounts, which you can follow us at Boiler Break Pod. Or of course, on here on our weekly podcast, we'll try to keep you up to date with the latest breaking news. But the Boiler Breakdown podcast is also brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they're providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy the hometown touch boiler owned and operated and they were doing a really cool thing today on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Ask, um, ask the pharmacist, ask your pharmacist I believe it was called. Mm -hmm. And it's got Evan's dad, Harry Webb, the Mm -hmm. owner on there. And I thought it was really neat. I checked out some of their uh, things. A lot of them were COVID-19 related about the vaccine Mm -hmm. and there's questions and then a really in-depth answer. So go check that out on Instagram at Webb's family pharmacy. Really highly recommend you give them a follow on social media. All right, let's wrap up the show on more of a somber note. And uh, Drew Brees, uh, legendary quarterback, of course, for Purdue, and then then uh, for both the San Diego Chargers and more notably the New Orleans Saints in the NFL, probably played his last uh, career game last night. It sure looked like it after a game with him going to the tunnel, kind of looking back once more, and then in the post game with him and Tom Brady playing catch with his kids and kind of embracing after the game. Uh, that was uh, rough to watch at times, for sure.
2: I I don't think he was healthy. Nope. Um, I mean, 11 broken ribs or whatever it was, and a punctured long three months ago. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it'd be a tough way to go out.
0: Certainly will. I mean, in like Peyton Manning, I referred to his season a lot, to Peyton Manning's in fifteen, even though Drew Brees had a better season than Peyton did, especially statistic-wise, but Peyton did – when the Super Bowl buddy had a better defense. Yeah, he just was yeah. a game manager at the end. He knew how to get him in the right plays and right situations. But uh, they both got injured, and you just don't heal when you're in your 40s like you did when you're in your 30s.
1: No, especially during the season. If you know, It's one thing, but yep. if, you know, if it happens, you, know, you have all offseason to do it, which still you don't probably heal as quickly as you did, obviously, when you are mm-hmm. 27. But, yeah, it, I thought that was a game I was hoping. They were, I thought Saints could win, I and mean, they beat them twice already. I guess it is hard to beat a team three times, especially in the NFL. Um yeah, the Saints just couldn't get their offense going. You know, obviously Breeze through wow. three picks wasn't all his fault. No. Um, couldn't get the run game going. Costly turnovers. They missed,
2: they missed Taysom Hill. I mean, yeah. they that Jared Cook fumble f- completely flipped the game where mm-hmm. he had a first down. They were on their way to scoring and going up 14, most likely. And Cook fumbles, they Tampa returns it. A long way and scores a touchdown and ties the game. It was a, it, at least a ten point swing. returner getting hurt, yeah,
0: was big too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
2: no. his two punt returns. I mean, the first yeah, second was one was winning, called man. back, but yeah.
0: In in the Saints, just the last five years have had some heartbreakers in the in the playoffs. It's like it's like it almost has become a part of their culture <clears> to just find ways to lose games <laughs> in the playoffs.
2: This yeah. one wasn't as bad as the, no. Uh, it wasn't. was. I mean, well, the four turnovers up. was bad, but yeah, not. for
1: whatever reason, I completely. Or it just spaced about the whole Rams. Oh, that was the worst. I just I just keep going back to the Minneapolis Miracle because it was just such a
2: bizarre
1: tackle. Yeah. um, But I just completely forgot about the whole. Yeah, the the worst calls in NFL history. Worst no call. Yeah, worst no call. I should say. Yeah. Um, Yeah, It just sucks because I. I feel like a lot of those games, I could be just misrem- misremembering, but I feel like a lot of those games, Brees got them the lead, and then the defense just couldn't get it done, which sucks because you know he can't do anything about that. But, I mean, at least I'm glad he got the one Super Bowl. Uh, he definitely deserved more. But, yeah, it just kind of sucks.
0: Well, what sucked against that Rams was, of course, they throw the flag, then they're headed to the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. But then Drew threw a pick. Against the Rams and then the Rams beat him in overtime. That uh that was that one. That one stunned the worst. Yeah, because they were so close. Um, of course, they made another NFC Championship, which a lot of people forget was Drew's first year in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They, way overachieved. <laughs> they overachieved. They that year. They weren't that good, and then they got to the NFC and they ran to get up against Webby Chicago Bears, who were easily the better team. I mean, that, that defense year.
1: was stupid. I mean, the yeah. defense carried that team and so special good. teams. Yeah, yeah, Devin Hester and he had. Rex Grossman head quarterback, <laughs> the worst starting quarterback in the Super Bowl history. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that team was definitely weighing over their head. That was a hard game to cheer to watch just because I love both teams, and especially being younger at the time. It was, I think I even had, I think I was wearing a Drew Brees jersey with a bear shirt underneath it. And I just, whatever what team was doing better, I that's the one I wore.
0: That's one thing about him retiring I don't have to worry about anymore. Is, it only happened, yeah. uh, two times was the Broncos playing the saints with drew at quarterback. I I Mm hated that because Of course, I root for the Broncos, but I didn't want them to kill drew. Uh, right. Uh, they got the best of them both times this year they played, but Taysom Hill was the quarterback. And, um, and, um, Hinton and was Broncos, the quarterback for yeah, the Broncos, they had no quarterback yeah. room that we kindled him, so yeah. that was fun, but uh, it was tough to watch last night, he Just I hated them painting to sidelines, he was just so down in the press, you could tell, and uh, you know, I had uh, Chuck earlier tonight at a podcast, my other podcast one of our friends, he goes, He didn't look like that loss bothered him too much. I'm like, come on! Just because he's a family man first and a dad first after the game, he's such a competitor that's going to be eating at him for a long time. Mm
2: -hmm. I know it almost made me think like maybe he comes back one more year because that was such a bad way to end. I know, but I mean, he if he in six months if he's just like I feel great, but well, he's going to
0: feel better in the off season than during the season, but.
2: Uh, uh, no, no, I, I just, mean, go the Brett Favre route. Didn't Brett Favre, like, practice, like, one day a week when he came back his last year? I think he was doing, like, nothing.
0: A lot of times the veterans have, yeah, modified schedules. But it could be worse. Look at Dan Marino's last game. They lost 63-7 to to the Jaguars in the playoffs.
2: <laughs> Did you tell your co-host that one, too? He brought
0: it up himself. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh and Marino only made one Super Bowl like Breeze, but Breeze won his. Marino yeah. lost his. Yeah, So, at least Drew won it. But I feel like when you're looking back, you're like, he should have made at least made more than one. But Cole fans look like that at Peyton Manning at his time in Indy. He should have won more than one.
1: So was similar uh, with with Manning, it's just he just didn't have a good defense and he never really had the correct. best defense oh, in, yeah. in Indy.
0: Correct. Um, Couldn't beat the Patriots in New England. No. For a lot of those years.
1: Which I, no one really could, so we can't really no. know. it's just it is what it is. I I read – I forget
2: where it was. It was a Saints blog or Saints where they went through – this was a couple weeks ago how um, basically this was – they were even saying like this is the Saints' best chance because of – I mean, it's Breeze most likely, but then there's a bunch of their big names that are going to get too expensive with. I mean, Kamara is going to be coming out, Cam Jordan. I mean, they're just going to have – they're going to lose – a decent number of guys just because yeah. they can't keep them all so yeah. this was yeah. and if they're losing guys and then breeze isn't going to come back for one more year if the team isn't going to be a super bowl contender
0: i wouldn't be shocked if next year sean payton's last year in new orleans um mm-hmm. i don't see them being that good next year depending I, on who's their quarterback yeah. and if they miss the playoffs then i think maybe he's gone yeah Good comment by Thad Mooney on Facebook here. Laces out Dan, friend of Dan Reno and Ace Ventura. Very good. Uh, That's a great one. Very good. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, we were all kind of chatting. I mean, I know you guys said you remember watching Drew when you guys were seven years old. I My first Purdue game I ever attended, I was six years old. It was against Rice. It was Drew Brees' first career start mm-hmm. and was at, at home against Rice. He had started the week before against in the Pigskin Classic against USC, but against mm-hmm. Rice. And then – I didn't go to a game in 99, but then when I was eight, I went to three games there in the Rose Bowl year and saw him beat Minnesota, saw the pass or the catch, I should say, against Seth Mur- to Seth Morales, Holy Toledo against Ohio State, and then him clinched the bucket to go to the Rose Bowl against Indiana. So he was my second Purdue football jersey. I know both you said he was your first. Yeah, I had a Billy yeah. Dickon before him, but I don't remember Billy Dickon. But, right. um, yeah, just uh, – very tough last night to watch. I, I did not enjoy the last, this particularly the last four minutes.
2: I, I was hoping this was going to be like a
0: fairy tale uh, ending.
2: Fairy tale ending. Have them go out. You know.
0: I'm yeah. convinced only uh, Denver Bronco quarterback get fairy tale endings with LA and, and Manning. I know. I'm just. I'm just joshing yeah. now. But uh, no, wait, okay. It, if,
2: if Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl this year gets him to retire, would you take that?
0: Yes. And it wouldn't be Patrick Mahomes winning it, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I, I
0: think that's the only way Brady retires is if they win, then he possibly yeah. retires. If not, I think he's back I mean, next year. I mean,
2: he didn't look great last night either. I mean, look looked I better than Brady, make any mistakes. Yeah, he didn't look great either. I mean, they no, actually he, just rolled more than like six yards downfield. It's field. catching
0: up to him, but it's not catching up to him. And he stayed, he stayed pretty much healthy. I mean, he hasn't been hurt. In, you know, Brady's got hurt. Ben's been – Big Ben's been hurt. And Rivers had not been hurt, but his arm's done. Um it's it's strange because we're seeing all these guys maybe retiring at the same time, all future Hall of Famers. I don't think we'll ever see that again in the NFL from a timing standpoint.
1: No, it was just I during the game I was just thinking back to like kind of entertain. Like he was my first jersey, really maybe my first really football memory is just is Breeze. I remember going to a game? I couldn't even tell you who the game was against. I just know after the game I went to the area uh, where you can high five players as they walk through and where wearing my breeze Jersey. I was probably six or probably seven or eight at the time. And I got a high five. And I'm not sure who was more excited, me or my dad at the time. <laughs> um, I mean, he's, he was your, you know, my first favorite football player. And just the fact, I think what is really cool is just what an ambassador he's been to Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you go through and just, I mean, it's really been stop. It's not like he's only been here, you know, when things are good. I mean, he was, he donated a, a crap ton of money when things were awful. Um, you know when he had every right to kind of distance himself from a program and you know disarray under the hazel years or even part of the hope years um he never you know shied away from his for his love of of Purdue and you know the fact, I mean I completely forgot, you know the whole thing with the wooden jersey that he was a part of yep. like him we
0: go from Bruno's. Birthday, yep
1: that was awesome um him you know having pictures of I think I think it was of John Wooden like in his locker and talking about it with the press and I mean he really couldn't have asked for any you know, better press and from a, a good guy. Um than Drew. It was I mean for cool I know Tanner, you and I got to go uh to his book signing when that came out. Um, that was cool. You could tell he was exhausted oh, to have me, Poor I <laughs> you freaking exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Second stop and you know it was I mean we were in high school at the time, I think. You're you getting you it. I'm going to go? into
0: my freshman year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was neat.
1: Yeah, it was cool. I mean again, it was kinda like, you know, he was a you know a hero of all of ours. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we got to meet him was was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I was starstruck. I yeah. I mean you weren't really supposed to talk anyways because they wanted the line to move, but yeah, I, I, I could have got to word out if I wanted there.
1: to. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to say anything, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just sucks because it's, it's selfishly, it kind of makes me feel a older. I know we, we're not that old, but just like seeing it's like oh crap, you know, the guys that we grew up idolizing is now the old man retiring, it's like, no oh, crap! Now, now what?
0: It, it's just crazy to think back, and that he's played this whole entire time. It's yeah. just wild. I mean,
1: it never, yeah. really, it never like really dipped. Really, I mean, I think he's just gotten better every year. It felt like and he started
2: you know, off a little rocky in yeah. San Diego, but yeah, once then he had a he had his. I think he had a really good year, and then he got hurt right at the end, and they drafted Rivers.
0: He got hurt against uh, Denver. He was diving for that fumble with his arm like extended. And, last
2: game of the year, right? Like, Yeah, he
0: pretty much yeah. tore that thing. Yeah, because if he didn't get hurt, San Diego would have been a really interesting predicament. Because uh, yeah. if you remember right, when he got to San Diego first, he, drafted, he didn't start right away. Doug Flutie was a starter. Yeah. He played backup for it his first year. So,
2: And then he kind of struggled even when he, he did. Yeah.
1: He had a
0: nice uh, running back in LaDainian Thompson That helped out
1: a lot. Yeah. It's just weird that Antonio Gates, really weird, but it's just cool that you know. I feel like as Purdue fans, we don't get you know superstars like in the NFL or even the NBA, like you know some of these other schools do. And you know, the fact that it was you know a sub six foot quarterback, you know who basically won. yeah, who no one wanted out of high school because of knee injuries, and you know now would be a first round pick, but he slipped to the second round just because probably, probably because of the height. I think they mentioned on you know the first broadcast round, but, pick, Yep dimensional broadcast, he had to stand on his toes to reach six foot and, you know, can't see over the line, that whole thing. And when I mean, you see guys, you know, the, then you, you see guys, you know, even now nowadays like Sam Darnold and, you know, the pro, you know, the typical, you know, model for an NFL quarterback. And they, they bust it. And you have guys like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, these you know, non-conventional starting quarterback that just tear it up. And you don't get a lot of them all the time, but they always seem to prove everybody wrong. And it's, it's been pretty cool to have Brees, you know, be ours and kind of we you know we saw him first sort of thing and he's always just been really special to Purdue
0: yeah thankfully he chose us over Kentucky and Brown kind of those are the Mm -hmm. three schools he came down to Uh, his childhood program he wanted to play for was A&M but they didn't Mm -hmm. uh, Texas A&M but they didn't didn't want him but uh yeah my dad always liked to say in college I mean he thought Drew would be a backup NFL quarterback he didn't think he would be a, a starter, if he was, he wouldn't be near as the caliber he turned it. And he always yeah. thought, just looking at him in college, that Kyle Orton was gonna be the better. Oh, yeah, pro yeah, because yeah, Kyle absolutely. had the bullet arm and the bigger body, know, and the bigger body, and the, yeah. the
2: prototypical, you know, yeah. NFL quarterback.
0: But uh, didn't turn out that way. So, because well, I mean,
2: Breeze just became the most accurate passer yeah. in NFL history. I mean, yeah. he threw a ton of picks at Purdue, but he also yep. threw the ball 60, exactly
0: 81 but, against what yeah. was common. I mean. Yeah, he did things when he came to the Big Ten. Uh, he, he and Tiller and the, you know Cheney basketball on grass—they just transformed the Big Ten into something, or the air show into something Big Ten hadn't seen before.
1: So, so now everybody tries good the model. stuff. You know, exactly, to it now. but just I remember—he's just such a cerebral player too. I, I think it was a couple years ago they they showed him like pregame. He was the only one on the field, and he was literally like playing the game out in his head, like doing, you know, reads with no one else on the field. It's just, just a different level of work ethic yep. to do. I mean, to do it at that level. And I'm sure other guys do something similar, but it just shows that, you know, it, it just takes so much to succeed for that long too. That's just something crazy too. It's was, I, I was like, man, he, he got drafted in 2001. It's like, holy crap. No, it's <laughs> crazy. Nine years old. He crazy. got drafted 20 for, years ago. I, I was going on nine. Yeah. You guys are already nine, but it was, it just, yeah, it's nuts.
0: It's um, gonna be weird assuming last night was the end it's gonna be weird not seeing him out there but he uh, will be on our TV sets as uh it looks like he's gonna be working for NBC with their Notre Dame games I think as a sideline analyst and then in oh. the studio during the Sunday Night football I think the plans to eventually have him replace Chris Collinsworth sure. and Trika will replace Al Michaels but All that's right. gonna take a few years to have that transition happen. Um, but the cool thing about him doing Notre Dame games next year is, the second Notre Dame home game on the schedule is Purdue,
1: so that'd you be very interesting to uh, hide his affinity for the Boilers. Mm-hmm. The second so game. Were, I feel like he's yeah. going to. This, this is going to be something where he's going to get in trouble for NBC for being a a homer in one way or another. He'll
0: be professional, but he won't be able to hide it all the way. No. I mean, like, yeah, yeah.
1: So there'll be something, something happens like the last, you know, last second, pretty win. You know, damn well he's going to be jumping up and down the sidelines. So okay okay. Like last second, Purdue the game, but he's
0: win. gonna be, he's gonna
2: hey, be we We're you doing mean the, those guys do. Notre Dame, the number four team in the country, whatever. Somebody's gotta upset them at home. They got the All longest
0: right. home win streak.
2: And Purdue just won two games.
0: Hey man, we we're just talking about a whole new defense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new season. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. That's probably uh
2: reaching. It's Rondell back too, yeah. Yeah,
0: Notre Dame's got a new quarterback, but it's one we're familiar with in Jack Cohn. Uh, Wisconsin transfer is probably, probably going to be their starter. I don't know. They probably have two other five stars sitting on the bench. So yeah, yep. who knows? But um, yeah, so, Andrew, why don't you hit us up with that last sponsor and we'll, we'll close things out here
2: with, sir. The boiler breakdown podcast is brought to you by Shroff landscaping. Shroff landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shroff landscaping, design with you in mind.
0: Also boiler-owned and operated. So,
1: Just saw something on Twitter, the somber note, but the 76ers waved Dakota Mathias, <sighs> which is stupid. Now I can Darn go back A. to hating them.
0: Man, no more movements from Cowboy. He was doing well too, so I thought hopefully he pops up somewhere else. But yeah, does that mean he just goes back down to their D league team? Because I don't know, I mean, I team can he, way, can he sign a contract
2: somewhere else? So I, I think, thought he
0: had a two way deal with them, yeah. but if he's waived out of his contract, that you know, avoids yeah. everything.
2: Uh, what was it like? He, I, I, I remember, I think uh, Chris Foreman or maybe I don't know, maybe Ryan Newber, somebody put up about. He, if he lasts so many days on a roster, then he's like guaranteed part of the pension or pay a Mm -hmm. paycheck or something. And I don't know if he was close or if he can stick around somehow. If he gets, or like Yogi Ferrell. I mean, he got like a 10 day contract a couple years ago and then like from the G league and with the Mavs and then lit it up and forgot about that. Yeah. And then he, I think he got like a a deal, like a one or two year deal after it. it.
0: It was interesting the other day, not to go off a tangent or take up too much more time, but it was interesting when, Painter talked about. I think it was on the docket show about guys in the pros, and he he was, or maybe it was on Rafe Davis's podcast. He, he said Carl Landry the best pro. Yep,
2: he said. And I
0: got to think he about was,
1: it. He's right. He's right, which is kind of yeah. sad
0: because
2: we just haven't had. He any. said each one. He thought each one's getting there. Yeah, he's yeah.
0: close, but except he's not even playing this year for the yeah. Suns. They're not playing them But Dang. Landry was pretty another Purdue guy who was a. First pick in the second round. Um, mm-hmm. He was picked by the Sonics then, and traded to the Rockets, and then he bounced around to a bunch of different teams. But he was he was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, closing thoughts from either one of you.
1: I mean, let's turn this three wins into four wins. Why not? Why <laughs> I've could not to go in two? But why not
0: sweep the Buckeyes?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be okay watching Chris Holtman. <laughs> I've had a couple of tears.
0: I'd be all four beating the Big Ten football powers. Or, I mean, well, one of them is a power. One of them is almost like a wannabe power anymore with khaki yeah. pants. But uh, yeah. uh, that's a story for another day. But uh, let's boil it up, hammer down, beat the Buckeyes and the Wolverines.
1: Boil it up.